guess what day it is, y'all? <laughs> yeah, today is Monday. And we back at it again for another episode of Almond Delights Reading Corner. So come on in. This week, we'll be reading love and gospel music. What's wrong with telling the damn truth? <laughs> By your author, Mr. Timothy Blaine. Y'all head on over to Amazon.com and get your books. Download it on your Kindle or just order the paperback. Come on and support our authors, y'all. Love and gospel music. But is it really about love and gospel music? (laughs) We over here reading, y'all. Make sure you comment, like, share, and subscribe to Almond Brown everywhere. Check the description box to get all the links to his book and also to Mr. Timothy Blaine's YouTube channel. We almost reading, (laughs) y'all. Are you ready? It's that time. Shh. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Almond Delights Reading Corner. <laughs> I am your girl, Miss Almond Brown 09, and we are back for another reading down here at the corner. So I want to welcome you guys in. I hope you had a wonderful Monday. I hope you had a wonderful weekend and a wonderful start to your work week and to some of y'all kids going back to school if they're going back to school. So, you know, we're going to get some reading down today, uh, reiterate a little bit what happened last week. I'm only going to tell you just a little bit. Because if you didn't hear it, I need you to go back and listen. Um, Dwayne cheated. That's enough. <laughs> that is enough. That's all I'm going to tell you. If you don't know nothing else, go back and listen to the rest of it. But Dwayne cheated. Okay? So go back and listen. But we are in the middle of chapter 15. We have three more chapters left in the book. So we'll see how far we get today if we're going to finish all of 16. I don't know yet because it is very long. But yeah, go back and listen to the one from last week if you didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, uh, like I said, we're in the middle of chapter 15 today. Um, so you guys enjoy the read. Journal entry 2290. September 7, 2000. God, Christ, Spirit. Still no words from him, Lord. Johnny and some of the ministers have been checking the theater every couple of days. There's evidence that he's been there just like here at the house, but everything seems to indicate that it's been a while. Sour carton of milk left out, dust on the door knocks, etc. It's been like chasing a ghost. I took his mother's advice and closed out our joint accounts. No sense in losing the house. Of course, Joy won't see it that way. No doubt, as soon as he realizes the money is gone, he'll come crashing through the door. I just wish she could find another reason to come home. I don't understand this guy. He's been gone five weeks now and not even a postcard. What kind of person would do something like this? It's like, I don't even know him. 
The Joy White, who I spent the last 20 years of my life with, would never dream of being so selfish, so cruel. What must he be thinking right now? How could Joy treat me like this? I know it's the dope, and he's probably high as a kite most of the time. But what about the rest of the time? God, why won't he call me? What have I done to make Joey lose all respect for me or what I might be going through? I feel like I'm going to lose what's left of my mind at any second. And my heart's like a rubber band that's about to snap. Was it Vincent? Oh, my God. Did Joey find out about what went on between Vincent and me? Is that what this is about? Is that the reason that I'm being treated this way, Lord? Well, if my brief affair with the caterer is the reason that I don't even rate the courtesy of a phone call, then surely I have been suffering under delusions these past few years. But baby, maybe Seattle really was just one time thing. Excuse me, Lord, but that's just downright foolishness. I know what I did was wrong. Sin, if you prefer. But I don't for a second believe that had anything to do with what has been going on here lately. It's only me grasping at straws again. I just keep thinking that I can somehow make sense out of nonsense. My mind goes back to that bizarre scenario played out by Terry Baxter and me all those years ago. Remember when we first ran into each other in California after not seeing him since Benny's funeral? That scene was just as strange as this one. And in many ways, it reminds me of this one. Terry coming back to my little apartment, stealing my stuff, and then just disappearing for several more years. Oh, God. You don't think Joey would put down the pen, Dwayne Brown? What? You may as well put it down, said a strangely familiar voice. You just doze off. Can't write in your sleep. What's going on? I asked, anticipating and deeply dreading the next words that I was to hear. Who's talking? Me again. God? God? Oh, no, I exclaimed. The voice now confirmed. Fear rattled my being. The Lord God did not make casual visits, at least not with me. What was it this time, Lord? Stroke? Heart attack? You are one of the dramatic ones, aren't you? You really believe the only time I can talk to you is during a near-death experience? I just told you. You dozed off. You haven't been sleeping. This is so weird, Lord. I feel like we were talking just yesterday. What has been 10 years? We're in a different dimension, said the Lord. And then he asked, have I been faithful? Wow about absolutely everything lord everything has turned out just like you said it would the church my career johnny and cynthia's faces are being seen all over the world the only one that's my voice trailed off there don't be silly Dwayne brown you think of it you think any of your thoughts are hidden from me we never discuss my servant joey white the fourth question I said suddenly, remembering our previous conversation, God, you are so right. You wouldn't let me ask you the fourth question. Of course I'm right. You think you're talking to a human? I am truth. Everything I think, say, or do is right. 
I'm so sorry, Lord, I said, whimpering. And then I cried and cried and I couldn't stop crying. Please forgive me. I don't know what to say or how to say it. It is the truth, said the Lord, but my grace covers you. Just be yourself, my child. You've been having a hard time, but you can stop your worrying now. Your situation is being worked out as we speak. He's coming home? I heard myself ask. Are you saying that Joey is coming back to me now, Lord? Oh, God, is that what you're saying? Please, please. Yes, this is the strongest desire of your heart in this current time. I just, this moment softened his heart a little. <laughs> Be patient. But yes, the episode is over. Thank you so much, Father. Thank you. You've been, always been so good to us. But Lord, is there a reason why? I've always wondered about that. Have either Joy or I ever done anything to earn or deserve such favor? Of course not, boomed the Lord. You both have ways that annoy me to no end. But the blood of Christ covers you both in all your wicked ways. Have you forgotten what I told you about the four of you and this ministry that I have assigned you to? I don't make mistakes, Dwayne Brown. Once you are called, you are called. Our enemy doesn't have enough power to interfere with my plans. Try as he might. Well, I have decided to cut short all of this foolishness. He won't be there at home with you for a while. But I just took the drug curse off of him. Curse? I don't understand. Don't waste my time, boy. Your thank you will be sufficient. We have other business. I'm sorry. I do thank you so much for Joey, Father. You need me to do something? No, but I'm going to need you to accept something, Dwayne Brown. Your grandmother. Whew. I'm taking her now. Taking her where? I knew in a millisecond what my Lord was saying to me. I felt like the earth, my earth, my home had just quaked. Oh, my God. I wish you wouldn't do that, he said. It's, it's got to happen, Dwayne Brown, for her time has come. Oh, God, please, please don't do this. It has to happen. It is the natural order. You know better than most, at least while you're in this dimension, that crossing over is a wonderful thing. Would you really wish to keep your beloved grandmother there, trapped in that decaying flesh past her appointed time? You will be with your grandmother in eternity, Dwayne Brown. I promise you that. Oh, Lord, this is so hard. I couldn't tell if tears were actually if my tears were actual or spiritual. I only knew that my entire being felt a wet, sticky, fluid emotion that I could feel but not see. You think I could talk to them a little now, Lord? Benny and Terry? No, now is not the time, he said gently. I want you to trust me, Dwayne Brown. I trust you, Father. I love you came a million echoing voices. And then the Lord said, the telephone is ringing. Mama, I said flatly as I picked up the receiver, 
How did you know it was me, son? Mama, something's happened. It's bad news, baby. Very, very bad news. My mother struggled to make her words clear to me through her uncontrollable sobbing. After a few seconds of trying and failing to muffle her pain, and then a few more seconds of white noise over the phone lines, she just blurted it out. Mama passed away in her sleep last night, Dwayne. She's gone, son. Oh, God. It was peaceful, Dwayne. Not a day of sickness. She just went to bed a little earlier than usual and never woke up. Oh, my God, Mama. Mama, how are you? Oh, God. This is a bad time, son, she said, almost in a whisper. A very bad time for us all. I know you're here, the voice echoed in the huge empty theater. Silence. I'm not leaving, Joey, yelled Johnny as he flipped on all the house lights and most of the others. You might as well come on down. Silence. Look, when I was here yesterday, I left powder on the floor of the restroom and steps going up to the balcony. I know you're up there, lied Johnny. The sour milk on the table is a nice touch, except it's really starting to stink in here. Silence. Okay, I had to do this to you, brother. This is something Dwayne taught me a long time ago. The next sign that you were here will be the bells and sirens of the fire alarm. Cops will probably show up first. Wrong, said Joey, coming from behind the curtain at the right side of the stage pulpit. What do you want, Johnny? It's four o'clock in the morning. This is my place. Then why are you hiding? Asked Johnny as they came face to face in the center aisle. The two men shared a deep and rich history at the old uptown theater. It was the perfect setting for what was to come next. What I want is you, Joey. More importantly, Dwayne wants you. Shall I go on? Your mother's been crying her eyes out for weeks now. The members, your friends, a multitude of the faithful. Everybody loves Joey. I guess the more important question here would be, what do you want, my brother? Did you really put powder on the floors? Asked Joey, looking skeptically around the place where he was standing and also at a naturally dusty floors beneath Johnny's boots. <clears throat> nah, <laughs> I figured that would bring you out, though. You're forgetting what kind of business I was leaving when I met you. Seems like I spent most of my 20s looking for people who owed me money. I still remember a few tricks. This is bad, Johnny. Nothing's too bad for God, brother. I, I didn't just sell drugs, Joey. There were a few times I was more strung out than the worst of my customers. The only reason that I didn't go all the way down is that I was just as hooked on the fast money. That and the fact that I couldn't seem to stay out of jail long enough to do any real damage. I think I'm getting close to all the way down, Johnny. It doesn't have to be that way. You know that. How is he? Very bad. He doesn't understand this, Joey. Very few people would. How would they? This is insane. How long has this been going on? How long you been using, man? It started that last year at Global. I knew they were going to drop me, man. All the signs were there. I was really working my butt off on stage that last year, Johnny. 
scared to death of the work and the lifestyle that I love so much coming to an end. Get very close to another episode of Clinical Exhaustion. We were doing another gig in Montreal. The first time my drummer offered me a little speed. Pills? Amphetamines? Crystal meth, Joey answered, knowing that this was about as serious as it got. Oh my God! You want me to go home? Or is this too much for you? I was a cokehead, stated Johnny, with a reassuring gaze. Go on with your story. So it started about four years ago, Joey went on. Of course, it was pretty easy to hide at first. I spent most of my time on the road, and anybody can clean up for a couple of days a week. I'd be out on the road four or five days a week, just like always. Then fly back into L.A. on Saturday or Sunday morning, do the broadcast, sleep a couple of days, then off to another gig and another hit by Tuesday. Dwayne never had a clue what was going on. And then something happened. Yeah, something happened, all right. A lot of things happened. After my contract expired, I had to book my own gigs. I'm a writer and a performer, man. Over the last couple of years, the business end of things started taking a nosedive. Half of the time when you guys thought I was out doing what I do, I was locked in a cheap hotel room somewhere in town getting high. We've all been too busy. So what's going to happen now, Joey? Four years is a long time. You had enough yet? Yeah. Right now, stopping sounds great. Haven't done anything today, but I won't feel that way by the morning. This is the morning, said Johnny, quoting from a recovery poster he had just seen inside a huge iron exit gate of the prison he had left behind many years before. In the first day of the rest of your life. If only it were that simple. If only I could frame my life around a recovery slogan. What about God? Joy White, big time gospel recording artist, has his whole thing been some kind of game to you? What do you mean game? You've been singing and talking up faith for as long as I've known you. No doubt, a lot longer than that. So where's your faith in all of this, Joey? You're the preacher, man. You tell me, snapped Joey. Look, this doesn't make a bit of sense to me either. It's like I've been living in somebody else's dream these last few months. Somebody else is having a horrible nightmare, and I've been a starring role in it. Yeah, that somebody is my brother. Tears clouded Johnny's eyes in an instant, and he turned away, breaking eye contact with Joey for a long moment. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about this, Johnny said Joey, placing his hand on the strong man's shoulder. I just can't face him right now. You think it's going to get better? The devil is a lie. The beast has got his tail wrapped around your throat, Joey. You think he's just going to get tired and let you go? Want to take a tour around the neighborhood? Come on. Let's take this conversation outside and look into the faces of some of the other ones that are being strangled. The enemy hates us, Joey. He hates the very air we breathe. No doubt it would suit him just fine if we all died with a needle in our arm or a, burn, uh, a burned up crack pipe hanging from our lips. I can't believe I let this happen. You know the story about my father? It's not your story, Joey. God called you for a reason. And I can't believe that this is it. You don't believe that either. It's just so hard, man. I know how I'm going to be feeling in a couple of hours, 
said Joey, his voice cracking. This conversation is not going to mean anything. Trust me, brother. When the Jones come back on me, it's going to be like you were never even here. Joey erupted with emotion. He's a liar, Joey. He's an ugly, jealous, spiteful, spiritual beast who hates God. Call him what he is. The air and the atmosphere in the dusty old theater seemed to both of them shift. Suddenly, every sound, every utterance was magnified. The old empty theater was loud, very, very loud, alive. Liar! Liar! Screamed Joey into the raptors. He wasn't yelling. He was screaming. Beast! Beast! I see you! I know you! Call him out! Tell him what he is, Joey! You are a liar! Leave me alone! I don't want you anymore! I don't need you! He is a liar and the father of all lies! Call him out! Liar! Screamed Joey. His vocal cords strained, tears blanketing his face. Oh God! Jesus! Jesus! I need you, Lord! I am so sorry! Please, God, help me. Please, please help me. Yeah, 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 yelled Johnny. Call him. Jesus, Nazarene, help me, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God of Israel, Bella Johnny, in a high praise. Bless you, my God. Glory. Glory to your high and holy name, God. He broke out in a bath of sweat, water pouring from every pore. In a few moments, the preacher was drenched. Honey, he's speaking more a chant than individual words. The wood beneath the heavily carpeted floors of the theater rattled under the kicking of the two men's boots. Hallelujah! They sang in unison, honey. Woo, beast! You are defeated, okay, commanded Johnny with the authority he understood to be his. The Lord rebukes you, honey. Christ our Lord rebukes you. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Jesus. Ooh, Father. Oh, God. Ooh. Hey, little brother. <laughs> hey, little brother, said Johnny into his car phone receiver. I need for you to throw a few of his things and some toiletries in the bag. We've got them, Dwayne. Johnny, I started and then stopped. Did you hear what I just said? I heard you. I said, the news about our beloved grandmother threatening to burst from my lips. Johnny, where are you right now? I just dropped Joey off at Baxter House. I need to come by there and pick up a few of his things. Jesus. I'll see you when you get here. We need to talk. What's going on? Joey, how is he? He's good. A little skinny. Dwayne, I could be wrong, but I think he may have just got delivered right in front of me. Is that the way it happens? Well, something just happened, and all of a sudden, 
He's sitting on the bed at Baxter House asking for me to pick up his toothbrush and electric razor. Hmm. <laughs> You're coming right here? Something's going on, said Johnny. I can feel it. Not over the phone. Babe, I am so sorry, said Johnny, said Joey. He had been called into the counselor's office to make this important call home. I just heard. Hey, Joey, I said, momentarily laying my overwhelming, stifling grief aside. It was so good to hear his voice. It had been such a long time. How are you? I should be there with you. Dwayne, I am so sorry. She was a good woman. My grandmother is with God. We know it is the truth. Babe, this is so awkward. Dwayne, do you think we'll ever get past this? The passing of my grandmother? Of course we'll get past it. What choice do we have? You're right, of course. This is not the right time to be thinking about anything else. When will you be leaving? Maybe we can talk to the people here and I can go back with you, Dwayne. Joy White, you listen to me. I don't want to hear anything about you leaving out that place even one day before you're released with honors. Did you hear what I just said, Joey? I don't care if your head falls off of your neck and rolls onto the floor. You pick it up, dust it off, and carry or drag it back to the Baxter house. I miss you, babe. I miss you so much. I've been such a damn fool. And I miss you, Joey. I love you. I love you as much as today as I have ever loved you. This has all been so hard. It's been hard on me, and I can only imagine how it's been for you. But I don't want you focusing on guilt and negative things, Joey. The point is that you're back now. My prodigal partner has come home. When you complete Baxter House, I'm going to prepare a fatted cow for you <laughs> and maybe even put a gold ring on your finger. You just do what you have to do, babe. Everything is going to be all right. I feel it in my soul and in my spirit. I love you. I know that, I said, welling up for what seemed like the 20th time since the tragic news of the day before. Now I had something good to cry about as well. It's just so nice to hear you say that again. Let your family know how much I wanted to be there with you guys. My mother knows the situation. I'm sure she's told Sarah and Mark already. We just want you to get well, Joey. You call me whenever they'll let you. We'll be back by the middle of next week. I love you, Dwayne. I love you, babe, I said and hung up the phone. Whew. I'm still trying to get it together. Journal entry 2291. September 19, 2000. God, Christ, Spirit? Well, I know it's something that has to happen, Father. The majority of souls walking around on this planet will have to suffer this same pain. And then again, with the parents and the aunts and uncles, the old friends and the friends that don't make it to be old. And still, that doesn't make it one bit easier. I'm going to miss her so much. What a, what a beautiful funeral it was, Lord. You would think my grandmother was the mayor's wife or something. There must have been 500 people there, and at least half of them family. Of course, grandma had been on the mother's board, 
and taught Sunday school down at Sweet Jesus since I was a child. An awful lot of families had come through the doors of that little church through the years. So grandma knew a lot of people. What a lifeguard. I remember my grandma telling me once that she felt like the reason she was put on this planet was not for herself or anything that she might ever accomplish or experience. She said that she was sent here only to provide passage for all of the rest of us. Grandma's mission in life was to be fruitful and multiply. And oh, what a success she was. Rows and rows and rows of nothing but family. I suppose I had been remiss in my responsibility to develop and maintain relationships within the family because I hardly knew any of these people. <laughs> Thank you so much for that extraordinary woman, Father. I don't know how she was able to pull it off, but my grandma always made me feel like her world revolved around Mama, Johnny, Sarah, and me. Like we were the only ones. She must have had the same or similar relationships with all the other families as well. Where did she ever find the time? And now she's gone. Thank you so much for allowing us to have her here with us for so long, Father. You've been so good to this family. It's so hard to see Reverend Nicholas being wheeled around in that darn chair again. This is his second heart attack, of course, Lord. That man has been such a good and faithful servant. It just seems so unfair, and Reverend Nicholas is only 67 years old. It's bordered on disgusting to watch his sons work the crowd like hungry politicians. The man is fighting for his life, and it would appear that his remaining offspring are more interested in what happens after he's dead than seeing to the needs of the great man. Joey is doing well. I can only see him once a week for the next couple of months. Something about isolation and focus being a part of his therapy. I suppose that means he's in there ripping our relationship and me apart. Well, if that's what it takes. I just want him to be whole again, Father. The counselors tell me that another part of his therapy is going to require the two of us coming together with the couple's counselor. Baxter House doesn't discriminate. How could they? Bearing Terry Baxter's name. I must admit that I was a little surprised that Joey agreed to go there. His mother and me both thought that his pride would get the best of him. But Joey is not fooling around. You've changed something inside of him, Lord. When I speak to him now, it's like talking to the old Joey, the one that I've known and loved for all my adult life. Thank you. Frankly, even before Joey started disappearing and acting so strange, I suspected that there would be hell to pay after he lost his contract. Funny that I never thought about drugs, but he always seemed so repulsed by the idea of getting high on anything. I feel that that had a lot to do with the situation with his father and how he was raised. Then, of course, there was Terry Baxter and so many of those guys he used to hang out with around the time we'd met. No, I thought it would be something like depression, maybe catting around a little or a lot. He did tell me that there was a season while he was in college, that thing with the LSD. Maybe Joy didn't so much hate the idea of getting high. Maybe he was afraid of it. Well, it's over now. I know that many people, including most of the counselors down at the Baxter house, will probably tell me that I shouldn't get my hopes up too high, that relapse is part of the process and all that. But I know it's over, Lord. When I look deep into Joy's eyes, it's almost like I see you in all your glory. 
tell me that it's over. Since you are telling me that it's over, Lord, I'm receiving it as a done deal. Thank you. Insane. <laughs> so that was chapter 15 of Love and Gospel Music, honey. Ooh, listen, I got to get it together. I'll be back. Brief intermission. Don't go nowhere. Guess what day it is, y'all? <laughs> yeah, today is Monday. And we back at it again for another episode of Almond Delights Reading Corner. So come on in. This week, we'll be reading love and gospel music. What's wrong with telling the damn truth? <laughs> By your author, Mr. Timothy Blaine. Y'all head on over to Amazon.com and get your books. Download it on your Kindle or just order the paperback. Come on and support our authors, y'all. Love and gospel music. But is it really about love and gospel music? <laughs> we over here reading, y'all. Make sure you comment, like, share, and subscribe to Almond Brown everywhere. Check the description box to get all the links to his book and also to Mr. Timothy Blaine's YouTube channel. We almost reading, y'all. <laughs> Are you ready? We are back to continue our read of love and gospel music, honey. What's wrong with telling the damn truth? <laughs> we are on chapter 16, honey. We're going to continue and let's see how far we get into this chapter. Chapter 16, the art of reinvention. One year later, maybe we should move the entrance to the side of the building, I said, as we surveyed the outside structure of the old theater. You're kidding, right? said Joey. Dwayne, this ain't Kansas. Trust me, you don't want to give these dope fiends down here an excuse. It's not as bad as it used to be, Joey. Let you tell it, he said, with the wisdom that only comes from personal experience. Joey White knew all about downtown LA. Want to swing by here at about midnight, watch the ghouls and goblins come out? It was just an idea, I said silently acknowledging my naivete. The side entrance just has a lot more of the recording studio feel to it. That's all. Nothing wrong with the front of the building, of course. It's still a beautiful building. It's just that it looks so theaterish. Is that a word? Come on, babe. You know what I'm saying. We want this studio to be like the hottest new thing. Who's going to record? want to record in the dusty old theater? Who's going to want to get mugged in the alley at the side entrance of a dusty old theater in downtown L.A. after a hard day at work? <laughs> Dwayne, did you ever see any pictures of the original Motown records? Let's not get too caught up in what the building looks like on the outside. 
the acoustics are already phenomenal. It would take almost nothing to make them perfect. We've got the equipment, the musicians, the singers, me, you, and the backing of the church. We can worry about decorations later. I just wanted to be right, Joey. It will be it will be right, babe, being Joey, suddenly clutching both of my shoulders and turning me to face him. This already feels so right. I just don't understand why I didn't think of this myself. There wasn't much reason to think about it. I mean, no matter how you may feel about them now, you've got to admit that Global was pretty good to you, babe. Who would want to be thinking about the next season in their career when the current one is still so sweet? Three years? You had to mourn, Joey. It was a big loss. Well, it's over now. God has been good. This is going to be great. We've been through a lot, Dwayne. You've always been there for me. And you for me. Come on. The contract to start at 8 o'clock. And we've got a meeting with Johnny and financials at 10.30. Theater, home, church, and now a record company? This building has been like an anchor. Old Mr. Stratton and Brother Anthony, they did good by you, Joey. Let's make them proud. Hey, Cindy, I said after my sister-in-law answered on the fifth ring. I envisioned her trying to locate the wireless receiver in their cluttered family room. John Jr. had found a new way to entertain himself. Hello, Dwayne, she said, a little windy, as I predicted. How'd the meeting go? We're still stuck on the name. I wanted to go with Uptown Records. You know, carry the name over from the old theater. Everybody said it sounded too much like Motown. Whatever. Uptown Theater, Uptown Records, Motown Records. I get it. They're right. <laughs> well, we need to come up with something pretty quick. The documents are starting to stack up already. Can't very well ask artists to sign up with an anonymous record label. A lot of companies use initials. What do you mean? AT&T, PG&E, A&E Records? Who pays attention to what the letters mean or where they come from? Hold on a minute, Cindy. Got another call. But don't lose that train of thought. Hey, babe. I got it, said Joey on the other line. Got what? The name, said Joey with joyful enthusiasm. I have the name for our new, our new label, babe. Hold on. Let me get rid of Cindy. Okay, so let's have it. Who knows? Maybe it'll be so good that I'll forget about you naming our company with absolutely no input from me. Actually, that's pretty far from the truth. Go on, Joey. I'm listening. Well... I've been thinking about the idea you had since the meeting. Uptown Records? What a stupid coincidence that it sounds so much like Motown. But we've got to accept that it could be a problem, babe. We don't want to be perceived as trying to play off of a name, recogni off of re name recognition. It just looks cheap. But the idea of linking the new company to the old theater? I like that. I like it a lot, Dwayne. You know what that building has meant to me? I was thinking about the old guy. Brother Anthony? No, the other old guy, Mr. Stratton, the one who built the theater and then left it to one of his ticket takers. It's a fascinating story. 
And then the way it came to you, I want to honor him, Dwayne. I'm thinking Stratton Records. Six months later, I never see you anymore. Man, I'm so tired. My bones ache. You think we can skip the drama tonight, Dwayne? Take some Tylenol, I suggested in an agitated and angry tone. I wanted to argue. I wanted him to talk to me. Is that what you call my feelings? Drama? No, I call your feelings feelings, said Joey. I call this thing that you're doing right now hypocrisy first and then melodramatic, annoyingly loud, venting. Go to bed, Dwayne. We'll talk in the morning. Who are you calling a hypocrite, asshole? You heard me. When was the last time you put in less than 10, 11 hours a day? Don't be acting like you've been sitting around here baking cookies and crying yourself to sleep at night. No, that's what I did for the first 20 damn years, I yelled, tears quickly filling my eyes. Tears were the last thing I wanted. I did not relish any distraction. There were things I wanted to say, things I needed to say to him. I'm not going through this again, Joey. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? No, I'm not sure that I do. Is there anything like what you've been saying to me every three or four months since I met your sorry ass? Sorry? Sorry? I erupted, leaping from the king-size bed onto the hardwood of the bedroom floor. It wasn't me laying up with a pipe and God only knows what else in my mouth for three damn years. Make that four, said Joey quietly. I had just hit below the belt and it did not feel good. So now it's out, said Joey after a long awkward moment. Must have been hard holding me in all these months. You said what you had to say, Dwayne. You feel better now? Joey, Joey, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, babe, I hate being this way. I'm not happy, Joey. I'm lonely and I am miserable. Babe, I saw you more when you were on the road four or five days a week. We're starting a brand new company, Dwayne. We knew this was going to be rough going for a while going in. It's not just working with my own act now. We're trying to develop six group and solo acts at the same time. That's a lot. I should know. I've been running five choirs myself since Johnny went on the air. Kind of ironic, isn't it? I mean, this really is something. Here I am arguing with my life partner because we never see each other. While at the same time, He's doing the very job for our church that I'm looking to fill for our own company. I just think that's kind of weird, Dwayne. Don't you? There's an elephant in the room. Then let's call him out. It wasn't so bad working together, was it, babe? I mean, from what I remember, the only thing that you wanted to get away from was life on the road. Guess what? No wheels on the altar, on the theater. Studio. Yes, the studio, the one that belongs to Stratton Records. It's our company, Dwayne. You, me, the church, we're all in this together. I've got responsibilities, Joey, major responsibilities. Who knows that better than you? It's basically the same operation, babe, or at least we're all under the same umbrella. The question is, 
What part of the umbrella needs your support the most right now? The broadcast. I couldn't do that to Johnny. Actually, said Joey with a pause, we've already had a couple of conversations. What? I exclaimed, my eyes becoming suddenly much more round. Nothing definite and nothing behind your back. We were just kicking around a few ideas. This had better be good. It is good. I think it's very good. Off the hook good, Dwayne. Even more so because it was Johnny's idea. I'm listening, I said, pulling a tall ottoman up next to the huge bed and then leaning in to only inches from his face. Trust me, you've got my undivided attention right now, Joey White. Don't be such a baby. It don't start in with the full name and wrinkly forehead. We were kicking around what it would be like if we separated the telecommunications department from the church altogether. You know, produced the broadcast from the record company. You haven't even released your first single, Joey. And now you're producing TV shows? That's what I mean, he exclaimed, jumping from the bed and spinning around to face me. My first single. I'm producing TV shows. It's our company, Dwayne. Why can't you get that through your head? Go ahead. Talk some more. We were just trying to get a cohesive idea together before we brought it to you, babe. I know you. And I know how loyal you are to Johnny and the church. He knows that too, Dwayne. That's why he called me in for a meeting first. A meeting? Now it's a meeting? Suddenly I was on my feet as well. This little confrontation that I had initiated was yielding quite a harvest. A minute ago, it was a conversation. I'm going to bed, said Joey, kicking off his house slippers and climbing under the bed covers, blocking out all light, and especially me. Don't you dare walk away from me, I screamed. You want to wake up soaking in ice water? Stop being such a child, came his muffled voice from beneath the covers. Of course we started a conversation without you. Who has time for this kind of foolishness? Foolishness? First my feelings were plain old drama. Now I'm a damn fool? Look, if you want to talk, we can talk, said Joey, raising a blanket from his face only enough to be heard clearly. If you want to argue, wake up the dogs. I'm tired, Dwayne. I'm very, very tired. I can't think straight right now, and I need to be up at 5.30. Go ahead, sleep, sleep. You're probably worn out from all those meetings and conversations, I said, grabbing the two pillows from my side of the bed and making my way toward the guest room. So, what are you thinking? Well, I was never so big on the co-mingling of the church and show business. You know that said Johnny from behind his massive desk. We were sitting in his office at the main church. I've always felt that there should be more separation, Dwayne. We talked about it enough. Now was the time to do something about it. So this is not charity, I said flatly, staring deeply into my brother's eyes. Of course it's not charity. It's business. Good business. What's the matter with you? Have I been talking about this for years or what? 
We talked about a production company. Stratton is going to be music. It can be whatever we make it, little brother. It's our company. I'm just worried about him, Johnny. I said, lowering my voice and allowing my stressed, intense body to relax a bit in the somewhat uncomfortable leather side chair I had been pulled that had been pulled tightly up to his desk. Joy knows the music business probably as well as anybody walking around. What's he know about television? We really are going to have to do something about your self-esteem, Dwayne. What makes you think that Joy or I have to be the driving force behind everything that happens around here? Who was the one that put us on the air almost single-handedly? Who was the one that pulled two Grammys out of a community choir? Two separate choirs invited to sing at the White House? All this without the benefit of a mentor or an ounce of formal training or education. You are the production company, Dwayne. What difference does it make if your desk and chair are here at the church or over at Stratton? He'll be distracted. Start your own division. You need more money? More space? Whatever. Just give the numbers to my secretary. It's already approved. Well, I... Well, what? Johnny shrugged his shoulders and then made a dramatic gesture with his hands as if a big business deal had just been struck. This is perfect. You get your own division. Joy gets to make music again. We're all still in cahoots together and most importantly, I get my church back. Didn't realize I was taking up so much space. Anything else? Yeah, I need a new choir director. You're fired. Funny, man. I don't know, Johnny. Maybe this could really work. The Lord is with us, Dwayne. Of course it'll work. You know what Grandma would say? Pray about it, <laughs> we said in unison. Trust me, said Johnny. That's exactly where the conversation started. How are the kids? They'd be a whole lot better if you come by every once in a while. It's bad enough that I usually don't make it home until it's almost bedtime. Delegate, Johnny. You're supposed to be cutting back, remember? I'm hoping that this will be a start. There'll be a mountain of details to work out, I said. A little excitement began to stir in my mind and no doubt in my eyes. But yes, I'm starting to see it, Johnny. You know what the Lord had to say about moving mountains? How are things going otherwise? At home? Well, he hates going to those meetings. You know that. Ever say anything about dope to you? Asked Johnny with a knowing gaze. Are you kidding? That's why he's still going, Dwayne. Look, Joy and me, we've talked about this a lot. I believe that he's just as delivered as I am when it comes to drugs. But I've been exactly where he is right now. His knees are still wobbly, and he's afraid of letting go of the tried and true formula of the 12-step method. At the core, it's a question of faith, but it's also a process, Dwayne. It's Joy's process. And it's personal. What about all this work, Johnny? I mean, is this the right time for Joy to be starting a new company? It's only been a year. The man likes to work, Dwayne. It's written in his DNA. I don't care what he makes his mouth say at home. Joy White is as happy as a pig in slop right now. That's just the problem. He's never at home long enough to say anything. 
That's another reason that I want you over there with him. Now you can experience being workaholics together. Let's see how that works. You're hiring a new choir director, I said. I'm still going to need the mass choir for the broadcast, of course. Wrong, Johnny said with authority. You are hiring a new choir director. What do I know about music? Okay, let's have them, said Joey, leaning over a very cluttered desktop, right arm extended, palm open. We were meeting in my small overused office at Stratton. Joey had a similar office space just down the hall, but you really saw him in there. He was working practically around the clock in one of the three recording studios. Them? I asked, as if he were talking about aliens. What are you talking about? Them what? The songs, Dwayne. I know you have some, he said, as if he knew what he was talking about. Sometimes it was hard to believe we shared the same bed. I need to start going over everything. Everything? Babe, I haven't written anything in years. Who's had the time? Then give me what you're working on before you stop, he said without missing a beat. I'm serious, babe. I need material. Who's ready? I asked, shifting gears and moving quickly away from the ridiculous. I knew the man was under a lot of pressure. Just about everybody is ready to do something, he said, perfectly willing to move on as well. We didn't have time for futile discussions or musings about my long stagnant songwriting capabilities. Time was at a crunch. They came here ready, babe. We are the ones who weren't ready. Well, it's time to get to work now. What would you call what's been going on around here for the last nine months? Actually, I'll call that preparation. The natives are getting restless, Dwayne. I've got 12, maybe 14 things ready to go. I say that between everybody else, there's probably another 10. That's not a lot of music between six acts. Nowhere close to what we're going to need. It's a good start, Joey. A very good start. I said, a little blown away that he was telling me that we had roughly 24 songs ready to record. These are going to be even better than I thought. Babe, this is exciting. Yeah, it is pretty exciting waking up these days. But we can't afford to lose any momentum, Dwayne. I want to get everything on wax by the end of next week. Wax? I thought as I raised eyebrows. I knew what he was talking about, of course, but I also knew how much Joy loved playing the role of mentor. So what was the harm in asking a few juvenile questions now and then? Old school. We need to get a couple of singles ready for the airways. I want to go with Ronnie and Jerry first. Good choice. They passed ready, I said with enthusiasm. R&J were a mixed couple that Joey had come across while on tour in Atlanta several years back, and they were good. Very good. And now they were under contract with Stratton. Joy, what about bringing in some staff songwriters? You know, put them on the payroll permanently. Well, that's not exactly how it usually works. But yes, you just hit on priority number two. I hope the house is clean. We need to start seducing some songwriters. I'll let that one pass. You know what I mean, Dwayne. Don't start. All the songwriters I know are already with other labels. They're going to have to be persuaded. 
Actually, I was thinking about the part about the clean house. Since when do I keep a nasty house? Just get some help, would you? Damn. And scene. <laughs> so that was half of chapter 16 uh, of Love and Gospel Music, honey. Baby, it's a lot more to go in that chapter. So we're going to hold it off right there. Uh, but yeah, so that was chapter 15 and half of chapter 16 of Love and Gospel Music, honey. Woo! Baby, that are uh, the emotions, honey, of Joey being delivered, honey, calling out that demon that was inside of him. And then Joey once again experiencing the voice of the Lord talking to him and letting him know that Joey was going to be clean, but also that his grandmother was going to pass. Like that right there, that part right there about his grandmother got to me okay <laughs> like you know because of course and i'm gonna drop the link in case anybody wants to come up here and join us you know nobody no man knows the hour or the day that they're going to pass but to have that conversation with god and him to clearly tell you um Dwayne, i'm about to take your grandma now i'm gonna deliver your uh i'm gonna deliver your husband or your boy your boyfriend i don't think they got married yet but i'm gonna deliver him but in the midst of me delivering him, I got to take this one. She ready to go. She ready to go. So that was just like. And then the part, like I said, when it was calling out ooh, for the Lord to save Joey, that was another that was another um, another part that just it just it touched me. <laughs> it touched me a little bit because it's just like if only well i'm not gonna say if only it was that easy because it is because he he does give us the power but what you gonna do with it yes melissa the grandma part touched me like it was my grandma okay my grandma my mama my great grandma honey my, my stepdaddy i gotta put anybody in that in that spot and it's just like dang but she lived a full life you know us and our selfishness we would want our grandmother, our mother, our brother, our sister, whoever, we would want them to still be here, although it'll be them suffering. Like he said, she, uh, no, he's not going to have her here in that decaying body. Because uh, if you didn't, if you don't remember from last uh, last week's read, his grandmother had, um, she started losing her memory. So she had dementia. She started losing her mind pretty much and forgetting things. So she was quickly decaying and God was like, no, mm -mm. she was my servant. You know what I'm saying? She did what she was supposed to do and he was happy with her. So it was time for her to go. So yeah, that part. And like I said, just the part with Joey and Johnny being in the, in the church and just calling out the name of the Lord for him to be saved and delivered. And then him being delivered in that very moment. It don't take a month of Sundays. If you really want deliverance, if you really want salvation, honey, all you really have to do. Listen, give the Lord that real cry. A good Because you know, and I gave this example before, because you know, he is our father. So with your parents, your natural parents, you know, they know the cry of their, of their child, right? So your mama know when you're crying because you're hungry. She know you're crying because you're wet. She know you're crying when ain't nothing wrong. You just want to be picked up. She know when it, whatever is wrong with you. And if the cry is for real, like if you hurt, hurt, the mother, a mother knows, a parent knows the cry of their child. So it's the same way with God. 
So God heard Joey's cry and he knew it was a sincere cry. It wasn't a cry of, I just want you to pick me up for now, but I'm going to go back and do whatever it is that I want to do. But I just want you to pick me up right now. It wasn't that type of cry. It was a cry of, Lord, I need you right now. Deliver me right now from this, from this hellhole, from this demon that, that has taken over me, this drug, this curse. And so he knew it was real. You know, he knew it was real. So in that instance, God saved him. And it and like I know we read in a book, but that's it can happen on this side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on this side, but you gotta really want it and believe in it and believe in it. Melissa said, I struggle with that selfishness when it comes to death. Uh, we all do. We all want our loved ones to still be here, although we see them suffering. It's in our selfishness that we say, well, Lord, just give me one more day. Just give me one more day. But then we get upset if a person can verbalize and say, I'm tired. I want to go. You know, it, it, they feel like it's their time. And my aunt, you know, uh, I can give you this quick testimony about my aunt. My aunt had been diagnosed with cancer. Now it would have been 17 years ago, right? She never told nobody but her brother. Nobody. She didn't tell anybody. She had kids. She never told anybody about her being diagnosed with cancer. And she went on. My aunt lived 15 years after she had been diagnosed with cancer. And guess what? She never did no around of chemo. Never. Never did anything. But she lived a full and productive life. 15 years later, her daughter took her to the hospital. And in the room, the doctor said, well, Miss... Miss Ma'am, uh, your cancer has come back. And her daughter, of course, did not know what the doctor was talking about. When the doctor said it came back, she was shocked because her mom never told her that she was ever diagnosed with cancer. And so, you know, he said, well, if you don't take chemotherapy, you'll be gone in um, six months or less. But if you do chemotherapy, no, you'll be gone in two months or less. But if you do chemotherapy, we might be able to give you six months. And she said, I don't want nothing. I've lived 15 years after y'all told me before that I only had six months. And I live 15 years later. And now you think I'm going to allow you to put that in me now? No. And my, my cousin was upset. In a sense, she was upset because she's like, well, why didn't you tell me? And my aunt told her, because if I would have told you that I had cancer, you wouldn't have lived your life. My cousin was in the military. She always had a great job. She always was afforded a life that most kids growing up wouldn't, wouldn't have had. But it was because my aunt did not tell her that she was diagnosed with cancer. Because, you know, we get that in our minds that if our parents or our loved ones diagnosed with something, the first thing we think about is death. We never think about the life that they can live outside of that diagnosis. It doesn't have to always be a death sentence when there's a diagnosis, honey. God put a comma right there in, in that sentence. He did not put a period. So it wasn't over. But when he told her that, she was like, no, I'm not going to take, I don't want anything. I live my life. She said, I, I made my amends with God. I feel like I've lived a good long life and God pleased with what I did. So whenever it happens, it happens. And sure enough, two months later, she did pass. And we buried her two days before my birthday. So it was, it's like, you know, her daughter would have been selfish to want her. She wanted her mom to do the chemo, but 
No, her mama was like, no, I lived a good life. God has been good to me. He has been 15 years. Come on now, because y'all know as soon as the doctor tell y'all, I'm going to have to take this from you. I'm going to have to take this. That You have been diagnosed with this. The first thing you think about is, Lord, I'm going to go lay down and go down. But no, if you think about, I believe the report of the Lord. Yes, God put these doctors here. They, yes, that he put the people here with the mind to have the, uh, to give you medication that may help you to live longer. But he also gave you faith. Okay. He also gave you faith that, yeah, I hear what the doctor's saying, but I'm still going to live my life. So if you, the first time you hear a bad diagnosis that you go lay down and stop living your life, that's the quickest way for you to die. That's the quickest way for you to die. So you have to continue to try to live your life outside of whatever that's ailing you, whatever the doctors may have said, whatever your friends may have said about you. Uh, you keep living and believe the report of the Lord. You, you, you have that talk with God. And so with Joey, uh, knowing he had to recognize, man, I got an issue. I got a problem. And after all this stuff that I've been singing about, after all this faith that I've been trying to sing about and, and getting other people saved and delivered because it can be, it, it's through music that most people get saved and delivered, the words of a song. You can sing all of that, but then you don't believe that God can save you, but you singing that, you telling me that he can save and deliver me, but you don't believe? That don't make sense. It don't make sense. And it still happens. But sometimes you have to get it in that space because I've been in that space because y'all know, honey, I've been the praise and worship, uh, one of the praise and worship leaders. But I had been going through some things, honey. I had to sit myself down because I realized that if I can't sing myself happy or I can't sing myself through this problem that I'm having, there is no way that I can stand up in front of these people and preach and well, not preach, but and sing other people happy, seeing deliverance, seeing whatever it is out of them if I can't sing it out of myself. So I had to recognize, you know, that's why I always sing all like I'm always singing. And, <laughs> and most of the time, if I have a conversation with people, it's one word that'll trigger a song. I just bust out singing, you know, because I know it is it, the words from the songs that have so much meaning to me and that'll help deliver me. Okay, so that's um, and I can speak for myself, but in that in that moment of me going through, I didn't realize how strong it was, and it could have been until I, baby, I had to talk with the Lord. Hold up now, <laughs> hold up now. You know, Lord, I've been singing the hymns, singing your praises, and all of this stuff. And you mean to tell me that you can't bring me through? He was like, No, you don't believe you can bring yourself through. I done did my job. I gave you the everything to equip you. You just ain't using it. You're not using it. So, child, I ain't mean to come in here and preach to y'all, but baby, that part of the that, that part of the book right there got me. If y'all just getting here, if y'all just getting here, please red ball this back to the beginning so you guys can listen to this book. If you haven't heard the chapter before this, the chapter before that, go back into this playlist and listen to um this book like it really like <laughs> Woo. child listen melissa said girl you got me about to do the ugly cry over here i listen hmm. y'all know i had to uh listen i had to bring myself together girl, my heart was over here beating that's why i had to keep stopping when i was reading i was like i had to breathe because yeah, I'm reading, but at the same time, y'all know I love the Lord. 
You know what I'm saying? I love the Lord. So it's, that ain't no just me reading, being dramatic or whatever. That's just like for real. Now you got to call out to the, the name of the Lord for real. If you're going through stuff like that, like for real. <sighs> but I ain't going to start back up because I'm... <laughs> I ain't going to start back up. Shout out to Mr. Timothy Blaine for writing this book and bringing and allowing me to read this book, honey, and try to bring it to life as much as I can. Um, and shout out to y'all for coming and watching me, watching me read to you guys. Those of you that are here live uh, during the replay, those of you that may be listening on the podcast, I appreciate you guys for listening to me. And uh, I'm going to do my church announcement. So while I do that, you can please drop your chocolate and your sun emojis in the chat. For those of you that are just coming over here, the chocolate and the sun emoji represent love and light that we all send to one another here. Over with the Almond Delights. Shout out to my members, honey, the Almond Delights 2.0. I appreciate you guys for uh, your support in that way. I appreciate all of my Almond Delights, honey. If you've gotten this far into the broadcast and you have not subscribed, <laughs> why <laughs> why not okay and miss melissa uh i did see your comment when you said uh that it's a broadway stage somewhere for me girl if you see it pointed out <laughs> tell her come get me girl i done played harriet tubman in the school play i done did all of that baby i could sing a little piece you know what i'm saying they need me to sing i can sing a little bit you know what i'm saying if i got a little singing portion but i can do that you know i can take i do good if i have me a voice coach i can you know make it a little better but that's neither here nor there <laughs> but uh subscribe to almond brown 09 uh make sure you hit that notification bell to get all of my notifications when i upload y'all know youtube be tripping sometimes so if i am doing a live video i try to share it on my community wall you can go over there and um check as well i do post other things on my community wall um if you need to email me for any reason um email me at armybrown09 at gmail.com if you are an author and you want your book read here at the almond delights reading corner you can uh you can send the book if you want to my p.o box or any other gift that you guys would like to send it's appreciated but not required but you can send it whatever to my P.O. Box, Almond Brown 09, P.O. Box 1058, Stark, S T A R K E, Florida 32091. Yes, it's appreciated but not required. Um, you can email me also at almondbrown09 at gmail.com and let me know that it is okay for me to read your book. Um, yeah, down here. So we almost finished with this one, and I am going to contact. Thank you, Miss Melissa. She said, it's calling for you got the goods. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you. But yeah, um, uh, you can email me and uh, I got to email this other author to make sure it's okay. And then I'll next week, hopefully we will have correspondence with this author and I can buy the book, but also tell you guys the, uh, the name of the book. So if you want to go purchase it, you can. Um, and if you are uh, reaching out to other authors, Y'all can help me out, you know, if you know an author that you like, excuse me, if you know an author that you like, and you can reach out to that person, if you know them or not, you can um, go ahead and get correspondence with them as well, and you can give them my information, and they can email me, or you can let me know that you talked to them, and I'll email them as well, you know, so we can continue our read down here on Mondays. I don't want there to be a break in our read, but if there has to be, then... 
I understand. <laughs> but yes, don't forget to come back here on Friday night. Um to, for our Friday night red light special, honey, we'll have it at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this may be the pinnacle of my departure for the Friday night red light special. I am not sure. I am going to continue to pray about it. But um, this may be the last show. This may be the last show. This may be the last show. It may be the last show. I don't know. This may be the last show. This may be the last show. This may be the last show. It may be the last show. I don't know. So now I'm talking about the Friday Night Real Life Special. Like I said, I'll continue to pray about it and we'll see. We may take a break or it may just be. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> We'll see. Close your mouth, Shadia. Close your mouth. <laughs> I don't know, but it may be. But um, yeah. And also Thursday night, I'm going to try to do the Thursday night recap of who's on the line. So I will be streaming that. So for all the new people that have not watched those shows, you guys can watch it together. And uh, they wanted to chat, um, be able to chat live. Uh, while they was watching it. So we're going to do that as well on Thursday, maybe around nine or 10 o'clock. I don't know yet, but just watch my community wall. So I will let you guys know. Um, I will let you guys know. So, I mean, I, I, cause it'll be, I don't know how many shows we done did almost 15 shows. So that's almost that's over three months that we've been doing this. And y'all know I normally take like a two-week hiatus between my shows and then go back to it. So it's we've been going and going and going. We've been going and going. So I'll let you guys know, you know. But, you know, if I leave, then we may come back with it. But, you know. <laughs> I don't know yet. I don't know y'all know Shadia going to call me like, what you talking about? You ain't tell me. Girl, listen, I did I told you I gotta continue to pray about it, but yeah. Oh, and if you guys would like to listen to this read, I do have a podcast or any other show that you guys would like to hear. It's over at my podcast anchor.fm forward slash almond brown zero nine. You guys can listen to all of my other shows, and I'm gonna drop for you one of the shows that you guys can listen to over here um, on the podcast. Let me find another one because I've been. I dropped the last one that I did, but I'm trying to find one. Hold, please. Okay, we're going to try this one. Sanity over stability. So I'm going to drop the link to that one in the chat. You guys can go and give that a listen. And if you listen to it, if you can come back here and just let me know. I don't care where you comment at. Just comment over here and let me know that you heard it and how you liked it. Um, if you want to have a conversation with me, if it's something that you guys uh, want to have a conversation with me about and you want to do a podcast style, we can do that. It'll be just you and I uh, having a conversation. So it'll be like here on StreamYard, but it won't be live for everybody else. You and I will be the only one having this conversation and I'll record it and then upload the audio over to my podcast and then we'll shoot it out that way. You don't have to show yourself on um on the podcast, but it's just like I'm sitting here talking, like if somebody was sitting next to me on the stream yard and we were having a conversation, that's how it normally goes. So yeah, uh, if you want to do that, then you can email me, leave a comment down below, DM me on Instagram, 
whatever it is. I'm going to have conversations with my almond delights off of YouTube, but also upload it over there. And I will, um, I will promote it here as well. So, you know, I, you know, I like talking there once in a while, but yeah, that one, I think I did that one by myself. I, I did a show with, um, D1. So I have to see if anybody else want to do a show, what you guys want to talk about. I'm open to talking about anything. Just let me know. So, yes. Oh, we will just pray that God allow you to make the best decision. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm going to go now. So I will talk to you guys later. Don't forget to come back here next uh, Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and join us for um, our next read. And that will be the finale. It should be. It, well, I, it's going to be longer than an hour. So y'all get y'all snacks. Because I'm going to try to get through this whole, the rest of the book. Because it's we're at the middle of 16, and then we have two other chapters to read. So it may be longer than an hour. I don't know, but I'll let you guys, I'll ask you guys if we want to keep going. We'll see how long it is. But, yeah, I'll talk to y'all later, honey. Uh, like I always tell you guys, smile at somebody. Okay? <laughs> It'll change their day, honey. It may even change your day, even with a mask on. They can still see it in your eyes. I love you guys with the love of God. And there is what, honey? Nothing you can do about it. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. <laughs> Thank you all for joining another episode of Almond Delights Reading Corner. I pray that you enjoyed yourself and you're relaxing your mind in your body, and in your spirit. Come back and join us again next week as we continue our reading. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. Be blessed and enjoy your evening. <laughs>